This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 2nd, 2019. This is John Fernay, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Happy New Year, and please note that I got that 19 right. A partial equipment failure up at BWI involving a jet bridge caused the jet bridge to collapse on Saturday night, leaving six people injured. There were six people taken to the hospital. There were two medics, two flight attendants, and a patient that was being removed from a plane that had arrived on Southwest Airlines from Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic to the International Terminal. The plane was parked at gate E-10. And while the medics were helping the passenger outside of the aircraft, according to the airport, the jet bridge, quote, experienced a failure, unquote, which means it collapsed. Ultimately, the airport found that it was a bracket that had failed. They did replace that bracket. And as a precaution, they looked at all the other jet bridges in the airport just to make sure it wouldn't repeat itself. On Sunday, December 30th, at about 8.30 p.m., the Annapolis Police Department responded to reports of a shooting along Ben's Drive in the Eastport section of Annapolis. They were unable to locate any victims or suspects. However, at about 20 minutes later, they were called to the hospital for a 17-year-old male suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to the hospital by family members, and his injury is non-life-threatening. However, police do not have any kind of suspects, and they are asking for the public's help. If anybody knows anything, please contact detectives at 410 Two six zero three four three nine. And while Annapolis City Police were dealing with a shooting, Anne Arundel County Police were dealing with a different kind of a shooting. Also on Saturday at about 3.30 in the afternoon, Anne Arundel County officers were called to Graybird Court in Severn for a theft. They were speaking with the adult victim. When the victim walked to the rear door of a residence and opened a sliding glass door, when a cane corso, which is a giant dog, came out of the rear slider. The dog took an aggressive stance to the officer, and it began growling and showing its teeth and advancing on the officer. The officer asked the victim, to control the dog. He tried to give orders to the dog, yet the dog continued to advance, and the officer ended up firing three shots, killing the dog. The Baltimore Ravens are back in the playoffs again, and they did it in spectacular fashion on Sunday. With the Steelers winning in Pittsburgh, the Ravens absolutely needed to beat the Browns to ensure a spot in the playoffs. And it all came down to a Browns fourth down, and right when you thought it was over, because this is the way Baltimore does it, C.J. Mosley intercepted the pass and ended the game. The Ravens are going to take on the Chargers on Sunday right here in Baltimore. In other football news, the University of Cincinnati Bearcats defeated the Virginia Tech Hokies 35-31 in the Military Bowl played here at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis. It was a wet and wild ride that saw eight lead changes throughout the day and drama actually down to the last second. This Bearcat win ended Virginia Tech's 25 consecutive winning season record, which is the longest in any college. Bummer for Virginia Tech, who had a huge crowd at the stadium, and it was 32,000-some-odd people that were there. And prior to the game, we had a wonderful parade that was able to get off before any kind of rain happened at 9 o'clock at City Dock, led by the Clydesdales. You had Governor Hogan. You had 13 Medal of Honor recipients, marching bands. It was just a wonderful parade. You can check out all Annapolis Facebook. We did have a live Facebook of it. Uh, pretty funny. And at about 11 minutes in, you'll see uh, there's a surprise from George Washington from the Washington Nationals on our live video there. 
The highlight of the parade for many was to see Mayor Gavin Buckley and County Executive Stuart Pittman walking behind the Clydesdales with a wheelbarrow and a shovel shoveling horse manure off of the streets of Annapolis. The day before the Military Bowl on Sunday, the Clydesdales were over in West Annapolis for a street festival. They had about 11 food trucks. They had bouncies for the kids and the Clydesdales were doing laps around West Annapolis. All the stores were open. Vendors were out there selling their wares. It was a fantastic event. There were about 5,000 people there and it was so great to see the stores open, the people flooding in and out of the stores and actually buying things. Quite a boost for that sleepy little village of West Annapolis and to the West Annapolis Business Affiliation, I just say a job well, well done. All right, now let's bring you up to speed on what's happening on day 12 of the federal shutdown. There is no end in sight. President Trump says that he's not going to sign anything unless there's a wall involved. Congress says you're not getting a wall. The new Congress does get sworn in tomorrow, so we will see how that happens now that the House of Representatives has turned into Democratic hands as well. The American Federation of Government Employees, one of the largest federal workers unions, has filed a lawsuit against the U.S. government, attempting to force them to pay the employees that they're asking to work without pay. According to the president, David Cox, he said, our members put their lives on the line to keep our country safe. Requiring them to work without pay is nothing short of inhumane. Now, this same union sued the government after the 2013 shutdown, arguing that the Fair Labor Standards Act requires that all employees are paid for time for their services. And last year, the U.S. Circuit Court of Federal Claims concluded that employees were entitled to twice their back pay because of the violation. In previous government shutdowns, Congress approves back pay for federal employees and something that's likely to happen again once this whole standoff between the president and Congress ends. Okay, that is about it for our top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. Hopefully, we're getting back into the swing of things in this brand new year, 2019. And again, I hope everybody has a fantastic 2019. And if I did everything right, we should have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast coming up in just a minute. Imagine your child saying, Guess what I learned in school today? At St. Andrews, it happens every day. We asked Emma and Lawson why. We grow winter greens in our garden to make smoothies. Second graders are the chicken checkers, and our eighth graders take care of our goats. Our classes are the perfect size, which means we get to know each other well. And our teachers know us. They're great. Visit St. Andrews Day School's open house on Friday, January 18th from 9 to 11 a.m. Or call 410-266-0952 for a tour. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and here's your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Wednesday, January 2nd. We had a great start to 2019 yesterday with warm temps and dry skies and while dry again today, today will be much more winter-like with more clouds than not and highs in the low to mid-40s. As for the rest of the week, Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County will see a daily chance of rain tomorrow through Saturday. Though for Thursday and the first half of Friday, the chances will be pretty low before going way up Friday night through much of Saturday as some rain is likely. The upside is Sunday should be sunny with highs around 50 degrees or so, which should make for pretty ideal conditions for the Ravens-Chargers game in Baltimore. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there, and be sure to download our free app from the Apple or Google App Stores by searching for DCMDVA Weather, or follow us on Facebook or Twitter, or on our website at DMVWeather.com, so you can always stay weather-informed. There is a diamond of diamonds. It's from De Beers. 
Only 14 diamond tears in the world can touch them. Its name, Forevermark. And Zachary's is the only jeweler in the Annapolis area that has it. Not only is it beautiful and rare, it has a story, supporting women in diamond-producing areas around the world. So when you give a Forevermark diamond, you don't just give, you give back. Zachary's and Forevermark, a jeweler and a jewel. Online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. So many different stories in the news, and everyone has an opinion. Here's ours. Read any Annapolis Facebook group, and you'll see people decrying that Annapolis is changing. There's too many people. There's too much traffic. Stores are closing. The taxes are too high. It's less neighborly. And all that is true to a degree. And each one is worthy of a future rant, I'm sure. But one change I'm noticing more recently, more pressing, more concerning right now is crime. There used to be a thing called the City Manager's Report, which was a monthly report that pretty much summarized everything in the city. That has not been produced since former city manager Tom Andrews has resigned. Back then, statistically, crime was down. But now, I'm not so sure. We don't have the reports to compare year over year, so we rely on memory, which can often fail. But let's consider a few items from recent police reports, all in the downtown or Eastport sections. December 12th at 7 p.m., a guy walks out to his driveway to get his newspaper or mail or something, and hiding behind his own car in his own driveway is a man with two knives. The suspect demanded money, fled the scene after trying to cut the victim. The suspect escaped. December 16th, 6 p.m., a man is approached by three men in his driveway. He was threatened and forced into his home while the suspects ransacked his home and stole his money. The suspects escaped. December 20th, 10 p.m., a woman is approached in the city-owned and operated Knighton Garage. This is the one on West Street located behind Lemongrass and Metropolitan. A knife was put into her back and money was demanded. The woman gave up the money, obviously. The suspect escaped. December 22nd, a lock was tampered with on a shed in a backyard. The homeowner discovered that the crooks were unable to break the lock, so they cut a hole in the back of the shed wall and stole a generator and hand tools. Once again, the suspects escape. December 23rd at 5.30 p.m., this is two days before Christmas in the late afternoon. A man was walking along the upper part of Main Street, approached by a group of five to six males who assaulted him, took his money, and fled the scene. The suspects were not captured. And finally, just the other day on December 30th at 1.15 a.m., okay, this is in the middle of the night, an adult male was standing in the parking lot of his own business with money in his hand when he felt an object he believes was a handgun pressed to the back of his head. The victim was struck in his head with the object and the money was stolen from his hand. No suspects were located. Thankfully, in all of these, no one was hurt or worse. While petty crime is not exclusive to any particular neighborhood or ward, these crimes seem to show a trend of boldness in areas where violent crime tends to be lower than in other areas. Robbing a man in his own driveway, on Main Street, in a parking garage, in his own home. None of them are in the middle of the night or at a time when there are few witnesses. As to the shed, the lock was a deterrent, so they tore the shed wall. Again, this was probably done likely during the day when the homeowner was away. The crime seemed to be getting more severe and more dangerous. What's the cause? Is it the holidays, drug use, the economy? I don't really know. What are we supposed to do? Obviously, the police can't be everywhere. They're doing a good job. Cameras? Dogs? Guns? I don't have any answers here. All I know is that we should not have to be living in fear of being robbed in broad daylight. And that's what I'm thinking today. 
You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.